0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Courage in Action. As we all know, the pandemic, winter, and the cold have weighed heavily on our minds and our hearts. Today, I'm really excited to be joined by Dana Lloyd and focus on bringing a little bit of joy into our lives. Dana is the author of a book called Soul Prescription, 101 Ways to Find Joy, Meaning, and Fulfillment. My copy is in the mail. (laughs) She's the host of the podcast Soul Sister Conversations, And as a leader and coach, Dana dedicates her time to helping others discover joy in their lives. Who wouldn't be excited about that? Welcome to Courage in
1: Action, Dana. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm excited to uh, join you in conversation.
0: (laughs) Amazing. Um, So as we all go about our path of figuring out um, how to live our unique lives in a meaningful way, it can feel like a very sort of overwhelming task. Can you maybe break down how you approach this for yourself and tell us a little bit about your journey, um, how you discovered who you are and what brought you to where you are today?
1: Hmm. Well, mine started in a cubicle in uh, Hamilton, (laughs) near Hamilton, Ontario. And um, I'm I'm a teacher by trade. Uh, So I went to university to become a teacher and that's what I thought I was going to be. And, um, and that was in my little province of New Brunswick, but I followed my boyfriend then became my husband to Ontario. And at that time, um, there weren't a lot of jobs in Ontario. So I had to get a job to pay the bills and I was fine with that. But so I went into corporate versus actually trying to, you know, I was pursuing teaching, but it really wasn't having any success at, um, I'm getting a job. You and, do what you
0: have to in life, sometimes.
1: right? Right, yeah. yeah, exactly. And so, I'm thinking it's a temporary plan, and but it's one of those things that you start off and then you get a little promotion, you get money, and then you buy a house, you know, then you back yourself into some debt, <laughs> and yeah. you do things like that. And you're like, well, I've got to keep going now, and I don't know, yeah. it just once you're into corporate, then it's really hard to get off that path unless you're actually just quit it and then go pursue the thing that you're supposed to do. But at that time, I just went down the path. And I was probably working in corporate for about five years. And I just really began to start having those feelings of, you know, what should I be doing with my life? Bubble mm. up. And at the time, this was the 90s. So I don't know if anyone's listening to remember it, all the books were like, Who Moved My Cheese and What Colors Your Paris <laughs> Food things like that. So I was reading those books because I thought my problem was I was job seeking, that I needed to find out what to do in my life. Mm. And it took me, um, you know, a long time to realize I was actually soul seeking and that I was really trying to figure out who I was to be in my life. Oh, I love and, that. Um, so uh, when I was about 27, I, I got pregnant. Uh, we decided to have um, our, start our family because, you know, having a baby makes your life so much easier. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, I thought I had problems before. So I thought, well, you know, <laughs> I'm going to stay at home with my baby. So and then I soon realized those same feelings and questions were coming up of what to do with my life. And I thought, wait a sec now. I was in corporate and I wasn't feeling fulfilled. And now I'm at home with my child. I'm not working and I don't really feel fulfilled. And mm. so I was starting to be confused about why that was. And because you have a baby, you don't have a whole lot of time to do soul searching. Right. right? <laughs> kind and busy. I didn't, even, I didn't yeah. even really know that's what I was doing anyway. I just thought I had to find my career. What was the right career? And it really wasn't until... You know, we continue, you know, I moved back to my home province of New Brunswick and, you know, got entrenched in the community. And, um, you know, I was starting to really kind of feel really worn down by the whole thing of not being able Mm. to figure it out. By this point, I'm in my early 30s. And um, I had some friends uh, that I went away with on a weekend trip and they suggested I see a life coach. They had a friend who wanted to do some practicing. And um, so I said, sure, I'll try anything. So I thought I was going to go to this life coach and I was going to maybe like fill out a little test or a assessment and it would spit out.
0: Scientifically tell you exactly what you need to do. (laughs) Who I
1: am and what I'm supposed to be doing. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Didn't really work that way. She was like, you're going to do the work. I'm like, wait a sec. Well, why am I doing anything with you if I'm going to do the work? Right. But what began to happen is that, you know, for the first time in my life, there was all this focus on me. It wasn't her giving me advice. It was like, Dana, what do you want to do with your life? And, you know, if time and money were not an issue, what would you, you know, what do you long to do? And, you know, what do you need to have in this life to feel fulfilled? And the, the thing was, I was having, I suppose, those kinds of questions bubble up before, but this was the first time I actually answered them. Mm. And that was really, I knew in that moment that there was something starting to shift and lift. And one of the things she talked about too, were your values. What are your values? And it was a way of beginning to articulate myself in a new way uh, that I hadn't seen before. So the fog was beginning to lift and I wasn't all the way there yet, but what was happening at the beginning of that was I was becoming awake. And um, it, it was a slow awakening. I w- I'd like to say it happened in one day, a year, and it didn't. But And it continues to unfold and deepen. And um, so that's really the the very beginnings of it. And and so my journey has just unfolded from there. And because I was so inspired by the kinds of conversations I was having with my coach, I decided to become one because I thought Amazing. that was, yeah. you know, I thought, well, this is really magical. And then my journey has just evolved over time to help other people. Hence, you said at the top of the, you know, the introduction that I wrote a book. And that's yeah. where where I'm, I'm looking to help guide people toward personal empowerment, to find their joy, not only to find out what they should do in this life, but mostly so they can find their way to be happy. Because that's, to me, that's the true awakening is discovering who you are and mm. being happy with that and loving that.
0: Yeah. And so how did you actually, um, I would say, almost block out all the noise? So there's all this societal pressure, everything that we should be, everything that we should be doing and how life is supposed to unfold. And everybody has a very unique journey. How did you block out the noise to then focus on yourself?
1: Yeah, I wasn't very good at that. (laughs) (laughs) I would,
0: I would be worried <laughs> if you said, oh, yes, I'm perfect at it, because I'm like, then I'm not sure. <laughs> Honestly,
1: really where the focus came is actually when I started writing the book. Oh, okay. Because really what was happening at the time when um, about 10 years ago, I, I can't even believe it's that long now, 2011, mm-hmm. um, my mother began f- failing in health. Oh. And uh, so I was trying to figure out what I was doing, you know, doing with my life. I did go back to do some teaching. So I was doing all of that. But all the while, there's this other narrative running behind, like, who am I? <laughs> you know, right. I yeah. was seeking for something larger and I'm reading all sorts of books. You know, now they've shifted to like the Wayne Dyer books instead of What Colors My Parachute? <laughs> uh, you know, they shifted to more spiritual texts. And yeah. my mother's health began failing. And, um, you know, it, it mimics something like a Parkinson's or ALS. We never really did know what it was. And she was becoming, uh, losing her mobility and her speech. And I found myself becoming very sad and depressed over oh, it. You know? And it yeah. becomes so gradual that you don't even recognize you actually are so impacted by it.
0: Hmm. And
1: um, probably about three years in, we knew she was really bad. I didn't know she would pass away from it. I mean, it wasn't looking good. But I just kind of made a decision where it was almost like I was mad. That I wanted my life to be to live in happiness. I had worked hard to get to that point to find, I wouldn't even say to find joy, but you know, I had a husband and a good house and a good family and, you know, trying to figure out some job prospects, built a life that you, you liked, you loved. Right. You know? yeah. um, and I thought, now, am, if she lives with this for 20 years, am I going to be sad about this for 20 years? Am I going to be my life? Everything in my life now is going to shift to this sadness. And the answer I came back with was no. And I still felt awful, of course, what was happening to my mother. But I recognized I had to take control of my internal world. And that's when I began to realize that, you know, joy is an inside job. And I began, and that's when I began writing my book to answer really that question of how do I find my joy? Because it really wasn't about being happy. Happy is fleeting like grief, like you know, uh, you know, I can get a lipstick and I can be happy, but then that's temporary and it's gone. Right? Yeah, I'm looking for the deep foundational stuff. And so really, I would say, you know, in terms of blocking out the noise, it became writing my way out and really seeing on the paper. What is it that I believed? And I, I really kind of came up with wrote my way out of it and what I call a spiritual ledger in the book and I call it, you know, it's connecting to your highest self. And maybe many people have heard that term, you know, highest self and ego. And sure. I say, imagine it like a ledger. So on one side you have your highest self and under that you have like excellence and love and trust and peace. <laughs> and over here on ego, you have offended and defending and <laughs> anxiety. And I thought, well, which one do I want to connect to? And I, right. knew, I knew which one. And so it was my job then to move over to the other side of the ledger to connect with my highest self on a daily basis. And it had to be a daily basis at this point, because I woke up every day thinking about my mother. So it Mm -hmm. began with things like gratitude and And trying to figure out what was good in your life and really appreciating what I already had. And so as I began to write, um, I just kind of said, well, I'll come up with 101 ways um, that we can take our power back Um, because no one can take that from you. You know, I always say that, you know, no one can take your joy. You walk away from it. And, Mm -hmm. and it's, that's kind of a tough thing to hear, but I'm a big fan of personal responsibility and really being able to control your internal world because there's so many things that swirl around us. I mean, we're living through a pandemic right now. Yeah. You know, and and it's not a perfect thing. I mean, I would watch CNN at the beginning of the COVID and watch you know bodies stacking up in Italy and have to go eat cake. You know. Yeah, <laughs> you
0: need something to keep your spirits up, <laughs> right? right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh my yeah.
1: goodness. So. Yeah. Uh, but it's I always say the speed at which you connect to your highest self is a sign of your spiritual maturity. It's. Mm. How- how, um, awakened am I that I recognize, Oh, I'm over here connected to my ego. It's time to get back to the other space where I'm home. You yeah. Know, all the good stuff.
0: And I love that you just said that because I think the first step in it is just recognizing what's happening. Like that's the first thing you need to do is recognize Oh, that was an ego move. May yeah. want to pull that one back. a bit. <laughs> you know?
1: It's awareness, right? I think yeah. that's the true awakening is when you become aware of it, And I realized there was a time when I used to be completely attached to my ego that I didn't even recognize there was another space. And that and that never looked like arrogance for me. And in fact, it looked like plain small. It looked like don't see me. It looked like being worried and, you know, jealous. Oh, I like that. Mm -hmm. Comparison. And uh-huh. now I live more in the space of my highest self. But of course, you know, if I get behind a car, my, you know, cussing custom- <laughs> <laughs> amount. But I yeah. need my ego right now. Get out of my way. <laughs> but it's the awareness. Wait a sec. Why am I being upset by this? And returning yeah. to that space of peace. And that's just always my ultimate goal is to return to that space of my highest self. That's kind of like my daily goal. And it's so much happier space to be in. And that's yeah. where your joy is.
0: And it's, I think it's also about being gentle when you're trying to bring yourself back to that, because sometimes even myself, when I go into ego space, I'm like, oh, stop it. You're being an idiot. You're being all in. And I'm like very abusive to my poor little self. And I, I try to stop and think and say, would you ever talk to anybody else? I would never talk right. to anyone else like that. So then it's like, be gentle, pull it back. Like, you know, Absolutely. and then you get reconnected. For me, anyway, I get reconnected back to
1: it. Is and I think that's an important point is to be gentle with ourselves. Um, I wouldn't say that I was gentle with myself at all in your in the beginning, right? Like, I'm it's hard, always, yeah, it's hard. Well, because I'm thinking, yeah. why can't I figure it out? You mm-hmm. think I'm university educated, you know, and this is the thing, you're not going to figure it out through your intellect, yeah.
0: <laughs> Academics is not going to teach you how to connect with your soul. <laughs>
1: so my A are not helping me here. Not helping me right now. <laughs> so yeah. I think you're right. It, you know, the gentleness, being kind to yourself, self-compassion as you take this journey uh, yeah. of awareness and, you know, and for everybody we wake up in our own time or we get that clarity. Right. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. And so, you know, we're talking about how we we treat ourselves and the words we use and how we be gentle. So you're, you're very deliberate in the words that you've chosen to describe your work and what you've dedicated your life to being, joy, meaning and fulfillment. Mm. How did you how did you choose to focus there and how did those words come to be?
1: You know, they just kind of showed up on the page honestly. Mm. And I don't know how many times I rewrite like pitches and bios and I can't get away from those words.
0: Oh, okay, so that, that they just resonated in They
1: just resonate to me cuz I think if you can live a life with joy, and you really wake up and you appreciate what you have, you actually create meaning in your life and you feel fulfilled in what you do. I Mm. mean, I think those are three pretty good things. Yeah. uh, How to live your life. And, um, you know, and I I always just like it as a, um, you know, it's my purpose to almost continue to uncover those. Like I love finding the meaning to my life. And, you know, even like with my mother, she passed away uh, three and a half years ago.
0: I'm sorry.
1: And uh, I, you know, I just feel that her, her uh, purpose was deeply connected to mine. Um, Mm. She had went through a very difficult time with her family, having uh, been estranged from them, a large family over a court battle and all this stuff. Mm, And, and, but what happened is that whatever was started within the family, she really kind of continued beating herself up around it. Mm, and yeah. what, what I really learned from witnessing, it's almost like, you know, is if you believe that maybe you came to this life, you know, with a pact or a purpose. We each kind of like did a, like a high five before we got here. We're like, "Yeah, going to get really. I'm gonna hard go around. do that." <laughs> <laughs> going to get really hard around 2014, <laughs> but you got <laughs> this. <laughs> yeah, and I yeah. feel I felt like it was almost like she knew her highest self knew I'd be watching, and. You know, she was really teaching me about the greatest, two of the greatest lessons of all time. And that is forgiveness and unconditional love. Mm. And, um, you know, so those were things that I really walked away from witnessing what had happened to her. And I recognized I never wanted that to happen to me because I recognize that strong connection. I feel it so deeply between your mind, body and spirit. And I know that what she was thinking and feeling about herself, it's not a mystery to me what happened to her, even though she didn't have a diagnosis, her body just began to slow down, right? Die on its own because of, you know, what was going on within her
0: so for her, she hadn't, she hadn't reached the point of forgiveness and unconditional love. No, that's she was, what was trying sort of to get there.
1: Yeah. She was trying okay. to get there and, and I was working on her with her and reconnecting with her family, but I, she needed to forgive herself and mm. to self herself from this. And I, you know, for me, that's what I witnessed. And I felt like these are the messages that I need to carry forward, that we're responsible for our own joy and to not let anyone steal that. Despite, you know, that you can have joy in the face of whatever's going on around you. And we are in a perfect example right now. We have this, right. we're in, uh, something swirling around us that is out of our control. Mm-hmm. And uh, we get to choose how we, we wake up every day. And it isn't always easy. You know, I'm not saying it's easy, but I know where to find my joy. And it's my job to get myself back there. The so when you say
0: you know where to find your joy and that joy is an inside job you have the ability to go inside and find it. Yes. For those of us or who, those who are listening who are kind of like, what the heck do you mean by it's I know. inside? <laughs> <laughs> what sort of like one little thing or, or one way to think about it that we could uh, yeah. share with our listeners to help them?
1: Well, there's so many, you know, there's 101 in the book. 101 but- in the book. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, like I said, one of the things that I did was gratitude. Because here's the thing, what what we're really doing when we're connecting to our highest self is we're bringing ourselves back to the present moment and Mm. the power is in the present moment. That's where you find your joy. So you don't have to go seeking it somewhere in particular if you can get yourself to the present moment. So, you know, so many of us are trying to get through our day and gratitude enables us to get from our day. We get depth, right? We get depth from our day instead of like, let's just get to five o'clock and get home. <laughs> you can have those moments of gratitude when at your lunch or, you know, really say, wow, I had a great conversation with my coworker, or maybe my husband packed me a really tasty lunch. And yeah. we begin adding up what's going well in our life. You begin to have a completely different perspective. When you love yourself, you're bringing yourself back to the present moment because you're not over in ego land comparing yourself to how your neighbor's doing or (laughs) to how your friends are doing. It's how you're doing that. You're exactly where you're supposed to be. So that power, that joy is really, really connected for me to the present moment because I can even think of myself right when at the beginning of COVID, when I said, I'm watching CNN, I'm letting this outside world you know, take me to a different place, transport me. Yeah, and, you know, I had to shut it off and sort of transport myself inside. So right, yeah. What's working? What you know, move in the direction that feels good. Yeah,
0: flow, flow with the energy. And when you're trying to force something and make it something that you think it's supposed to be,
1: yeah, you know,
0: it sort of blocks your energy, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. It's so important. I think just to you know, it, even your breath. I mean, your breath mm. is the cheapest. A fast that you don't have to pay for a fancy most seminar. natural way it's free yeah it's free and most of us are breathing shallowly you know mm. just actually taking you know a long deep breath in and a long deep breath out is t- bringing you back to that present moment i mean meditation is super popular right now and yes. And that's a big, you know, a big piece of it is because it just follow your breath. It'll take you inside. It'll take you in where you need to go. So,
0: yeah, it sort of clears your mind if you can And if you even stop to think about what a miracle taking a breath is, it just happens. Absolutely. You don't have to think about it. It just, and it sustains your life. It's a, it's giving. It's a phenomenal <laughs> thing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: So that's what I say. If you have the simplest thing, you don't have to pay a, a, nothing for it. It's free. Yeah. You know, so that is, that is a really powerful thing. I think we really underestimate that.
0: Yeah. And I, I just want to go back to something you said about, um, gratitude is a way to get from your life. Like yeah. it's something that you're receiving. And it's funny because when you think about gratitude, you're like, okay, I'm being thankful for this. It's all for something. <laughs> but at the end of the day, it's really for yourself and you're, that's how you sort of Pull something from your life into yourself,
1: or into the, right. Well, I sort of an well, aha
0: moment for myself. I'm like, oh, I love that. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, I think we're always jumping to the next thing. What's the next thing? What What are we going to do yeah. next? What's the next goal? We did that, and yeah. we're not stopping and celebrating and actually adding up all the things that are going right. And mm-hmm. it isn't necessarily the big stuff. Like yeah. I say, it might be a successful conversation. I got home safely, you know, yeah. I, you know, that yeah. then, and then you begin to see your day. There was a lot that actually happened in your day. Yeah. And a lot of good stuff that happens. So it's not about trying to move to the next thing. And to me, so gratitude is giving you depth, you know, it's mm. like mining for gold really for your
0: life. Yeah. And it's sort yeah. of slowing down in all the craziness of it life. Does.
1: It does. Yeah, as- Absolutely.
0: As awful as this pandemic was, I think it gave all of us a like pause world, just take a pause. And it, I think it forced a lot of people. Like I think about my life before COVID. Mm. Um, I was on a plane every other week. I was traveling for work. I was traveling for fun. I was out and about, I was never in my home. I, you know, I barely took a breath either way. And, um, that's sort of one thing that I take from this as fresh. I'm a very sort of social person. So it's yes.
1: driving me crazy. It's tough to social people. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, it's driving me crazy having to socialize through a computer and all of these things, but it just, I have spent a lot more time with myself and mm-hmm. reflecting on, mm. you know, what I need in life and what I'm doing and what being healthy means for me and all of these things. So, yeah, absolutely, you know, we can be thankful for that sometimes.
1: Right. And, and in our busy world, you're right. And, you know, COVID has forced us to stop and actually face ourselves. I mean, yes. it has been difficult for many because some people had to face some realities, you know, about their marriages, about friendships, about a whole bunch of different things. Yeah. Um, but the most important one is facing the relationship with yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it certainly has given us space to think about, you know, what, what it's like for ourselves when we're under pressure, what do we want ourselves to look like? I mean, you know, it certainly hasn't been easy, so it's, you're right. It has, it has forced us and, and, and some way it feels like it was needed.
0: Uh, yeah, I agree. You know, for humanity and for the planet, I think.
1: For us is take a pause like it's the yeah. giantest deep breath we've ever had to take <laughs> yeah. Yeah, i'm yeah. very happy to get back to what we were doing before but yes absolutely it does make you reflect on you know what what are the blessings in there what what has it enabled you to do so
0: yeah it, it and it you know in reality you know i've had um you know people i know whether at work or personally that actually you know anxiety depression all of these things got a lot worse. Um, yes. the isolation can be yes. very difficult. Um, so that's why I think it's important that you just take a moment for those, the small things, like enjoying mm-hmm. the little things in life, because that can sort of help you
1: move yes. forward from that. And that, yeah. So if anything, it it forces you then to find your, your joy, your happiness. Cause I, I'm a social person too. I'd much mm-hmm. rather be out having dinner with friends and doing all of that versus doing it on a zoom call. Right. It's not the yeah. same, it, yeah. you know? Um, but it certainly gives, gives me, you know, time to, it made me reflect with, you know, what am I not comfortable with? What am I, where do I get, you know, squirrely about things, you know? And, and you know, I've developed some habits that have lasting. Like I started reading a lot more. I wanted to read more. And then I started, you know, just developing a habit of reading 10 pages a day. I had someone on my podcast who told me about this and talked about atomic habits. And I yeah. was like totally changed and shifted, you know, and I, have you know, set a big reading goal. And I don't know, it's just, it. I realized some things about myself that you know, I spent a lot of time thinking about things, but I wasn't actually putting things into action. And once yeah. you actually create the consistency, I'm actually able to get results. So I, I recognize that. And so there are some things like that that come out of it. So it just forces you to face face yourself.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, what you said about reading 10 pages, I was smiling because I actually have the same thing going on right now. Um, <laughs> a lot of people do. We are, yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's introducing little habits into your life that you wouldn't have even thought about doing before that you can actually like I try to do yoga every day now and sometimes it's more aggressive yoga like it's an actual workout and sometimes I'm like I just need to stretch this poor little body out like it just needs you know some love and care right now and these are habits that I would never not that I wouldn't have been able to because you can still do it when you travel and all of these things yeah but I would I wasn't mindful enough to have introduced it at that time
1: it's so true. We must be on the same wellness regime because I did the same thing. I, I, <laughs> I think
0: I said, a lot of people <laughs> are at this point, like I am meditating. I'm doing yeah. it. Like, I'm reading every day. Like, it's
1: <laughs> yes, I had one girl on the podcast who normally reads like 50 books a week uh, a year. And in the oh, pandemic, wow. she read 65. And Holy like, cow.
0: Oh my gosh. I <laughs> talked
1: to you about that. How do you do yes. that?
0: Yeah. And yeah. she said
1: 10 pages a day. And then what ends up happening? Of course, you're so engrossed in the book, you read more. And I'm like, I'm yeah. very happy. happy with this new habit. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. And actually that's very true. Now I think about it. I'm like, I know what my 10 pages are, but I, (laughs) and, and if I'm not actually interested in the book and I'm forcing myself to read 10 pages, I'm like, "Mm, I'm just going to pick up a different one.
1: Absolutely. And you know, I know more. And there's another thing, more rules that we put on ourselves. I should finish the book
0: yes i'm not a quitter
1: you know it's like it's okay you can quit it i'm gonna
0: give myself a break today and that's all right and it's all part of being gentle and kind with yourself right it's true yeah
1: true yeah your
0: book i'll start reading 10 pages at a time
1: (laughs) well the good thing is like one sole prescription at a time so you can read one and put it down read one a day yeah yeah
0: that's amazing (laughs) yeah um and i think also like you know you in the very beginning, you talked about sort of your life journey and I've reflected on mine as well. And I think it's, um, it's really interesting who we become, you know, from your twenties to your thirties, I'm just entering the forties now. And I'm like, life just seems to get better with each decade. And I think it's just coming more into yourself.
1: And why so do this- you think it, you think that's what it is you're coming? does what, what coming more into yourself mean to you?
0: Well, I, um, so in my twenties, I was actually in a relationship for 11 years and it was not a healthy one (laughs) by any stretch of the imagination. Um, and so I just really had fun during my thirties. I was free. I was, I did my first solo traveling. I did all of these things, had a little adventure and I really, um, I wasn't making myself forcing myself to be anybody, but who I was. And that's what I was doing in the relationship before. I was trying to be everything that he needed me to be and all of these things and emotional abuse and all these you know, different uh, things that were happening. Um, and so, yeah, I felt like I was becoming stronger. I was becoming um, more confident. And as I am I just turned 40, so as I turn that page, it's almost like stopping the, um, as much concern about what everybody around you thinks what you are supposed to be and who you are, what you're supposed to have accomplished in life. By the time you are 40, you're supposed to be married with children. I'm like happily 40 and single. So, (laughs) (laughs) um, you know, it's releasing what everybody else thinks and starting to exactly, as you said, sort of just go more inside.
1: Yeah.
0: What brings you joy and what makes you happy is, uh, I think, a really important part. So Mm. self-care becoming more important to me, I think.
1: I know. I, I wish I had that wisdom, you know, in my twenties, <laughs> right? But yes! that's the folly of life, right? Yeah. And I think as you get into your forties, you know, you can, can kind of hear the clock ticking to some degree, <laughs> and you recognize, okay, like if I'm going to live this best life, I better get on with it, you know, yeah, with, without regard to other people. Like we do so much because we're afraid what other people think.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think. There is, you know, people here 40. Oh, life is over for women as you know it. You're 40, you're done. The (laughs) clock is over. And then I sort of look at, you know, Jane Fonda's a great example. Exactly. Like she's in her 80s out there protesting about, I'm like, you know,
1: just, just the beginning
0: of a new chapter. Absolutely. <laughs> like, it's
1: so true. I mean, I started, uh, I took up hockey at 42, learning. Oh, I love <laughs> that. And I, oh. I, you know, one of the things you realize is that when you push yourself, you learn and you build confidence. Yes. And, um, you know, I just think that, yeah, I, I just don't want to adhere to these rules of aging. No. And it's like, be the person that you want to be how do you want to imagine my you know how do I want myself to be at 80 and I I think about my grandmother's going to be 90 in in August and she's always been an inspiration of you know get out and walk and she loved nature and you know taught me not to complain about winter and things like that yeah Yeah. and and, you know learn to drive when she was 65 when her husband died you know and the kind of freedom so you you can always reinvent yourself as you get hmm. older. Yeah. Cause when I'm talking about the t- clock ticking, I mean of life, not our ovaries as women, Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but this whole, you know, we kind of sense that, you know, we only have so much time on this planet. Let's, let's make the most of it. And I want to be joyful as I do it. Exactly. Like you
0: know, cool, learning something new all the time. And you always hear like, do something that scares you a little bit every day and try to challenge yourself that way. And
1: yeah because you
0: want to like, yeah, yeah
1: mistake, do what you want, you know? like, and love it. Right. Like embrace yes. it. And the thing is you can change your mind. If you try it, you don't have to keep doing it. Right. Yes. Yes.
0: Mm-hmm. And then also I think learning that, you know, if you, if you make a mistake or you do something and you're like, Oh, I'm so stupid. It's not that I'm stupid. You're like, okay, I did something a bit silly. Let it go and move on. Yeah. Like,
1: yeah. I tend to use a lot of humor and just laugh at myself right. like, when it's something stupid. It's like, okay, this is going to be a great story in yeah. six months. Not right now. Not but- right now.
0: Can't <laughs> joke about it tomorrow, but right now. Yeah. yeah. Cause,
1: Cause all we're doing is creating context for our life and, you know, yeah it's, it's learning from our mistakes. It's extracting all that goodness. Like if you look back, your life is littered with all sorts of events and they're very telling about who you are or who you were and mm-hmm. how far you've come. So, you know.
0: Yeah. And all the people on your journey are there for a reason, mm. you know, good, bad, whether they're there for five minutes or for your entire lifetime. It's, <laughs> it's uh, you know, and sometimes, you know, you have, trouble letting go of, um, you know, I think it was a very courageous thing that you did, like understanding corporate's not for you. And I'm going to go jump into something else. Like it takes courage to do that. Right. And it takes courage to know who should be in your life and who shouldn't and what scenario you want to be in all part of discovering yourself. Right. And so,
1: yeah, they're tough decisions for sure. Mm -hmm. And I'd like to say I was so brave, but, you know, (laughs) leaving corporate and having a baby up is probably just running away from it. You know, (laughs) I'd like to say I just (laughs) charged confidently into, (laughs) (laughs) but part of it was, you know, and sometimes you do that. There's a little bit of escapism. There's a little bit of just trying to like, what is the next thing? And, and, um, and I think it's so important to surround yourself with people who like to grow. I think the advantage, I didn't have that in my twenties. I realized I didn't have a group of people who were going through the same kind of thing or if people were, they weren't talking about it. Right. Um, One of the things that happened shortly after I became a coach or on my process of becoming a coach is I got together some other women that were going through the same thing as me, i.e. we're all stay at home moms and our children were about to go to school. And we're all kind of answering the same question. You know, what are we going to do next? Are we going to go back to our old jobs? Are we going to go back to our old life? What is that? And I asked them over to my house. And it was a challenge from my coach. And I thought it was actually kind of silly. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to call these women. They don't even, I don't don't even know what I'm going to talk to them about. (laughs) But I thought, well, I'll practice some of my coaching stuff that I was learning. And so I began asking them questions and things. And at the end of the evening, um, you know, I asked everybody, you know, really what they were taking away. And really the answer was, I'm not alone. They were feeling the same way, but yet nobody was talking about it. Yeah. right and so we're i'm thinking i'm struggling law i'm the only person who doesn't know what she's doing with her life and now of course as a coach i recognize nobody knows what they're doing. <laughs> everybody listening ease up on yourself everybody's yeah. doing the best they can and that yeah. we're all afraid of something like we're not certain about how the next phase of our life is going to go but when huh. you talk it out with people and surround yourself with supportive people it makes it so much easier and now of course because I'm in this space I you know I've kind of attracted those people I have lots of people that we can chat about our lives with and it just really kind of it really helps you you know
0: that's actually, I think, a really important point. Choosing who you surround yourself with is really gonna impact your own energy and your own life and, mm-hmm. and how how much joy you can actually pull out of life and out of yourself. Cause if you have um I've referred to them before as life suckers. <laughs> Vampires <laughs> you've had them, you know, in the past. Um and they just take they constantly take 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 from you and they're not replenishing and they're not giving back. Yeah. And relationships are important for them to be two ways.
1: Absolutely.
0: Um, and setting those boundaries with people. Mm-hmm. And I think you just learned that from life experience.
1: <laughs> yeah. that's a, that's the things if I had of, you know, known then, you know, that's yeah. that yeah. important. I would have probably maybe incorporated some of this stuff in <laughs> in my life at an earlier time, but that's yeah. part, I think that is part of my journey of learning so that, that I can teach that to other people. What are some of those important things like that we all have learned on our journey that we can pass on, right? That's the importance of, of surrounding ourselves with people who are aware, right? Like yes. just because you get older, doesn't mean you're wise. It doesn't come with age, right? You know, it comes from those people that have insight and discuss it and reflect and, you know, yes, have those Sorry. kinds of conversations. Yeah. Mindful thought, thoughtful, yeah. mindful people. That's right. So, and, and it's nice to have those people in your life because they get you, they see you.
0: Yes. 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 And I just think it like, they're critical for me. Like there's been so many things oh, yeah. that I know, you know, I wouldn't have survived or I wouldn't make it through unless I could, you know, talk to these people who are my, my peoples. As right. they call them, yes. you know? yeah. They're very important and very special and bring love into my life that uh, I'm so thankful for every yeah.
1: day. And because these are the people you can be vulnerable with, yes. because there's nothing worse than opening your heart to somebody or your concerns or fears, and people go, "Well, I don't feel like that," or, <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah,
1: you don't get acknowledged or seen, yes. and so it's you know it's super important that you know you 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 have tell that to people that that want to hear it who care about you know, what you're going through, right? It yeah, can kind yeah. of help you uh, with that. So,
0: yeah, yeah. And a big
1: part of it is just listening, right? If you just listen and go, yeah, that must be scary or that must be, you know.
0: Yeah, that's it. So. you just want to be seen and heard and feel validated and just valued,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, that what what you are feeling is true and it's real and it's part of life and it's making you it who you are.
1: Yes, yeah, so. absolutely. yeah.
0: yeah. Um, so this has been a great conversation. Are there any sort of parting or ending words of wisdom that you want to share with our <laughs> listeners about, uh, you know, living a meaningful life?
1: Yeah, I, I think it really, maybe a lasting, you know, a message is that you have more power and control of your life than you think you do. Mm. And despite your circumstances, the one thing that nobody can take from you is what you have going on in the inside. Um, you know, joy truly is an inside job, and you get to control the real estate that's in there. You know, evict any of those, you know, <laughs> suckers that you <laughs> talk about. I like it, yeah, <laughs> but yeah. That you have more power and control over that, and and to to think about what what are your ways of getting back there and, yeah. and finding your to your joy and uncovering the power of who you are. It's a pretty awesome journey.
0: Yeah, and it's a unique journey to each each person, right? Very
1: unique. Very yeah. unique.
0: It's all about the journey, as they say, <laughs> not the destination. Enjoy every yes, moment. Yes, it's true. journey.
1: Yeah, true.
0: Amazing. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. This was great conversation. I'm sure our listeners learned a lot from it, and we'll definitely keep out an eye out for your book and for the podcast. And um, really enjoy talking to you. Thank you so much.
1: Oh, thank you for having me. I enjoyed every moment of it.